time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you back to another podcast. The Lickin' On Lending podcast is here. We create this each week for you as mortgage professionals. We're mortgage professionals. Grateful to have you as a listener. Hope you all had a great weekend. I got away. Once a quarter, I like to go out. I like to do a three-day fast. That's it. Just water. Everyone has. It's really easy once you start doing fasting. And then I get away, and I journal, and I just get quiet. So I went away into the hill country of Texas here in Central Texas, and we got some beautiful spots. Rented this cabin, and it was no smell. The only thing was an occasional jet way, way up above in the birds. It was so peaceful to be out there in the woods, and I journaled and I thought about things, and then I was thinking, 9-11, oh my gosh, so your thoughts automatically go to events, hard to believe, 20 years ago. And then we look also at recent events of what's gone on in Afghanistan, and I think there was just some extra pain that went with this particular holiday, what's been gained, where are we at? It was one of those really kind of interesting remembrance of 9-11, certainly celebrating their lives and what all the first responders did to protect us. And that whole event in the years ago created a, a shining spotlight on first responders and the amazing job they do. So all first responders and all military personnel, we appreciate you here on the Liquid Lenny podcast your sacrifices, many of them, and uh, thank you for uh, your commitment to keep the rest of us safe. This podcast is honoring you and this holiday or remembrance of a tragic event 20 years ago. I am looking forward to the Hot Topics segment. Again, we're going to be talking about customer service, talking about what do you do to create great customer service. And so be sure to stay tuned into the Hot Topics segment where we have the Shaw Rana joining us. And so also, Staff Docs is the newest sponsor. I'm really excited to have them there. So thrilled to be a part of the Industry Syndicate, industrysyndicate.com. They do a great job of creating podcasts, promoting podcasts, getting them out into the industry. We're on their website. Be sure to check out all the podcasts there. And we support them and encourage everyone that's getting out to help make a difference in this industry. Also, had a great conference call last week with Josh he and I are going to be doing some things together and launching out another new podcast. And look at how many is that you're doing. That's going to be three or four podcasts I'm involved in. So really excited about that one. Josh is a fun guy. He's got a different style than we do. And so we're going to bring our two styles together and launch another podcast talking about things going on in the industry and from a, another perspective. So again, this podcast, what we really try to do is bring relevant operational topics to you and Talk about what's going on in an operational standpoint, overall what's going on. Like many people say, this is probably one of the most impactful, broad-covering, fast-covering podcasts out there that covers all the aspects of what's going on in the industry. And then we put links in these podcasts, which you can see in our show notes on the Lincoln Lenny podcast website, LincolnLenny.com. You go to the website and you'll see all the show notes, references, and the links to all of that. That's all made possible by our sponsors, who I want to thank the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. If you're not registered for the annual conference in San Diego, be sure to do so. I did, and I'll be there. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you there. Also, Fanastra, Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution, is the leading point of sale for origination platforms. Grateful to have them as a sponsor. 
Also now, SnapDocs. So throw the house SnapDocs as a sponsor on the podcast. Also, Lenders One and Mortgage Private, these two cool ones, do a great job of helping lenders get together in a more intimate setting to talk about the issues that are going on. Again, we have a lot of our clients that are members of both of them, and they see the value of membership with both of them. Both very complimentary and do a great job for independent mortgage bankers. There's some banks involved with them, and so it's not exclusive to independent mortgage bankers, but check out both of these. Also, Community Mortgage Lenders of America, for their support, as well as Accelerate. Josh friend. What an amazing amount of brilliance going on. He's got a webinar that he's going to be doing. Check it out. We'll put the links to the webinar in our show notes, but that's coming up on Wednesday of this week on the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. We'll get all the information on our website. Check it out. And I'll be just pushing it out to LinkedIn. But be sure to get out there and take a look at what they're talking about. There's a lot of wisdom in what Josh is doing and what he's built into Incelerate. Also, Knowledge Coop, as well as Modex and Mobiliari. Both of these companies do a great job of helping you recruit top fellows. They give you the tools for you to recruit top fellows. If you're looking for methodology and how to do it, get a hold of me. I got a lot of ideas on how we're using both of these tools and advise our clients on how to recruit top people. Oh, we're going to have an, a booth at the reception hall and along with Knowledge Group and a group of the Mastermind members it's called 7A at the conference. So be looking for us at the conference. Announcements coming out shortly on that. Also, thank you to Rob, Alice, Les, Alan, and Matt for their contributions for the podcast each and every week. Let's get over to the MBA Mortgage Minute with Rob Van Raphorst. What you got for us this week, Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, the FHFA announced that the GSEs will submit equitable housing finance plans. These plans will identify and address barriers to sustainable housing opportunities, including the GSEs' goals and action plans to advance equity and housing finance for the next three years. The GSEs must submit these plans by December 31st, 2021. MBA has supported efforts to reduce the racial home ownership gap and has established policy recommendations, which we will share with the FHFA and the GSEs in the coming weeks. And according to MBA's latest forbearance and call volume survey, the total number of loans now in forbearance has decreased to 3.08%, and an estimated 1.5 million homeowners are currently in forbearance plans. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Good job, Rob. Appreciate you taking time to get a word into us each and every week. Be sure to sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance app. They do a great job at the MBA to provide a vehicle by which we can have our her- voices heard on the Hill. And it also keeps you informed on what's going on when it comes to legislation that could have an impact on our industry. So check out Mortgage Action Alliance. And get download the app on your smartphone, and man, it's so easy to make comments. I do it all the time. Really appreciate it. Les Parker is here with this week's TM Spotlight at a macro view of the markets. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by PowerSeller, making hedging easy. Fed knows we're such a fool for them. Fed's got us wrapped around their fingers. Do they have to let it linger? The lady isn't tapering, insists ECB President Christine Lagarde. Like Jay Powell, she wants to tap the brakes and then linger over the accelerator, ready to gas it when inflation cools. 
While both the ECB and Fed dither, the market anticipates Jay's reappointment, but it wants action by the ECB or Fed to drive the next big move in rates. Jay won't move until reappointment, so the market's wrapped around Biden's finger. Fed has to. Fed has to. Fed has to. Let it linger. These views are my own. Don't linger. Sign up at tmspotlight.com. <laughs> Gary Cantrabone and Les Parker get together and have so much fun generating that that segment. So we thank you, Les and Gary, for your work on that. It's good stuff. Dither. They're dithering. And we're looking at also uh, lingering. So, yeah, it's crazy stuff that's going on in the markets, but we got more up-to-the-minute stuff. What's actually, that's a macro view, what's happening in the markets. And sign up for TM Spotlight's the newsletter by putting in the word power, and you get it for free paid version for free by just putting in the word power. All right, Matt Graham, good to have you here. Matt's founder, CEO of MBS Live. I have it on all the time when the markets are up and when he's working, which seems to be all the time. And it's up. It provides great information. Matt, good to have you here. What do you have for a market update today? Hey, Dave, good to be here. So Les is right. Central banks definitely are a hot topic of conversation. That was definitely true last week. On Thursday, when the ECB announcement came out, but rewinding just a little bit, of course, it was Labor Day week, so we had a holiday shortened week, and there really wasn't a ton of economic data on tap, so the focus quickly shifted to supply, and that's a reference to scheduled treasury auctions, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We had three 10- and 30-year auctions that, of the two varieties of treasury auction weeks, that is the more onerous week for bond traders, and it tends to see a little bit of a concession heading into it. In other words, you have primary dealers who are compelled to bid at these auctions, and since they know they're going to have to do that, they sometimes lighten up on what they otherwise would have bought in the days leading up to that. So coming out of the previous Friday's jobs report, bonds were on the back foot, and then much weaker on Tuesday to make room for all this supply. The three-year auction went well, 10-year auction went better, 30-year auction went even better. So Mm. by the time we got to that 30-year auction and combining that with the ECB announcement, which was relatively well-received by the bond market, we had rallied back all the way into the previous week's territory, had unwound all of the losses. Friday was a bit of an afterthought at that point. And then coming into this week, it is more or less a placeholder ahead of next week when we will get the new Fed announcement. And some people expect them to talk about tapering, specifically expect Powell to address that in the press conference. It's unlikely that anything new about tapering will be in the announcement itself. But recall also, this is one of the four meetings a year where they will update their economic projections. And that includes the dot plot where they talk about what they think the Fed funds rate is going to be over the next few years and then in the longer run. These meetings with the economic projections have tended to produce a lot more volatility in the bond market in the wake of the meeting. So that's Wednesday afternoon. Expect things to potentially get bumpy after that because even if we didn't have the Fed meeting, we have a a definite consolidation in longer-term yields, higher lows and lower highs converging on one another, and there has to be a breakout in the next two weeks. Might as well do it after the Fed meeting next week and might as well not pay too terribly much attention to this week's econ data in the meantime. If there are any dark horses that could 
surprise the market. It would likely be limited to Tuesday's CPI data. That's expected to come in 4.2 versus 4.3 previously, and that's the core level, by the way. And then on Thursday, retail sales seen coming in at minus 0.8 versus minus 1.1 the previous time. And I guess we probably shouldn't rule out Friday's consumer sentiment because last time we got a new consumer sentiment reading, not the update, that did have a big impact on markets because it was so much lower than expected. Uh, Notably, the forecast isn't much higher now than it was or than that low reading. Came in at 70.3 last time. This forecast is only bumping up to 72.2. Last thing, Dave, that I would mention is that in addition to being Fed week next week, it will also be probably the first time we can get a clean count on whether or not COVID numbers have turned a corner from the holiday. So this week will be important in that regard, but then we need this week's weekly numbers to get a cleaner look at the big picture. And the market does seem willing to trade that. Anyway, rates could go higher or lower, and we'll wait to see what COVID and the Fed has to say about it. I disagree with Les, by the way, that it's a political decision for Powell. I don't think that's the case, but he could be right. I don't know. We'll definitely respond if jobs numbers do really well for the next two months, and then we'll see tapering by the end of the year regardless. But I don't know how much tapering is going to move the market relative to 2013. We're definitely not getting a taper tantrum this time around. Yep, exactly right. Good job. Someone just wrote in. You gave Matt such a bad time about sounding like Eeyore on one of the earlier ones that he actually sped it up today and he was actually going through it. He didn't say he lost a lot of Eeyore in ish or however you could say that the way it's written here. It's hilarious. Hey, that's somebody noticed. Yeah. Someone noticed. I'm trying to, I'm trying to ride that delicate balance between yeah. you know, being too drugged up and, and too sedated. I'm always way uh, <laughs> overstimulated with the caffeine. So that's what goes on in my world. Oh, Matt, good job. I appreciate it. So are we going to continue to stay in this roller coaster? So nothing this week in the calendar. I'm looking at your calendar on screen. And this I mean, off. CPI tomorrow, right? And that's yeah. kind of like an old school, that's the easy answer when it comes to what might move the bond market. But we haven't seen a ton of reaction to inflation data. PPI never usually moves markets. And then last right. Friday, some people thought it did, but it didn't. If you zoom in, Uh, And you can even do this on MBS Live. If you zoom in on the one-day chart, you can see the big move happened at around 11 o'clock. And there was really no move at 8.30 when the PPI came out. And that's consistent with several inflation reports recently. We just haven't seen them have a big impact because we're really waiting to see if the supply shock, the supply-driven price increases are transitory or not. Use the word everybody loves and hates. And we won't be able to know that for months and months. So the inflation verdict is on hold. Inflation verdict. All right. Well, so we'll just sit here and wait till next week, see what happens. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Matt. Appreciate you You being here. Appreciate your service. I mean, you have such a great tool up here. I'm telling everyone, I'm quoting it constantly. And do you have MBS live screening up? And they go, well, yeah, as, as a matter of fact, I do. And so they, we're, we're going through it and said, well, take a look at this, look at that. So I mean, it's a great tool. And then also someone is asking me and calling attention to the educational amount of information there. So they're encouraging a lot of new people coming into the industry. What is it just driving the markets? And then what does it mean by these various things? So you've got a great tool just for the experienced trader as well as for the person getting into it and learning. So very good. Excellent. All right. I am looking forward to hearing what Alice has for us. Alice, Alvi, good to have you here. What's going on? You're in a new facility, Alice. That's pretty exciting. Oh, yes. 
Our crown jewel. We have actually our big ribbon cutting ceremony on Thursday, but today we started our first live in-classroom trainings at our new facility that is just breathtaking. And it's so fun to have people back together. We have multiple training facilities with all the greatest high-end equipment for having the blended models that we'll have going forward, I think, today and always with some partners here and some remote. So we're just super excited to have people back and live on campus again. Yeah, I think it's exciting. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen because you're not the only one that built out a new facility. I'm sure this was in motion well in advance of COVID and the commitments were made to do so. It's going to be interesting to see where we go with that. But it's a beautiful facility and everyone will be moving in here in a couple of weeks, but you're there broadcasting live from the new corporate facilities of United Our Home new Morgan. corporate campus building, yes, our new West building. So maybe I'll send you a few pictures you can post on the website so people can see it and want to come work for Union Home. So from a legislative standpoint, this time of year, there's a lot of other things going on, but we did get a couple of bills introduced. I'll call this my... These probably aren't going anywhere category, but worth just at least mentioning. What are the things that the MBA has to pay attention to to make sure they don't go too far in the different rules will get hidden into a particular bill? So the first one is H.R. 5077 coming out of the House. And it's talking about removing environmental hazards and building safety act of 2021. This one actually has some good parts to it. Mold can be a real expensive thing to remediate. So this is all about trying to come up with grants after doing a study. So the first part of it is do a study, find out what the big impact is across the country, and then really come up with a grant program that also Hmm. includes a sweat equity provision, right? Getting homeowners involved in helping to make repairs. This is geared towards refinances, not purchases. So a real interesting piece that I will keep watching, but nothing super secret hidden in that one. The other one, House Bill 5043. So this is a Federal Disaster Housing Stability Act of 2021. This is designed to ensure the tenant aspect of a disaster. We talk about homeowners. Well, a lot of those properties are rented out. So what is the communication impact to the tenant who is in those homes when it comes to a disaster? So this is setting down some guidelines so that basically some additional tenants' rights so that they can be informed. They're not getting kicked out at random by the landlord. They get 30 days to be able to have some time to make some plans. They're not just kicked out, hey, tomorrow, sorry, you can't have entry into the property even though your stuff is still there. Access to the property so they can get their things. But this is the one that has an interesting little clause in it here that I think MBA will probably pay attention to for us. And that's the fact that if the property does become vacant or abandoned during the foreclosure moratorium period, they must be careful. They can't move to foreclosure judgment or order of sale during the disaster. So I think we have to watch these little things. The bill only has a 1% chance of going anywhere, but interesting stuff. And that's why we have the MBA to keep an eye on these little things for us. One last thing, a joint resolution that did come out of the Senate, and that was just an interesting one to just say they don't agree with the temporary hall and residential evictions in the communities with substantial or high transmission of COVID. Lots going on at the various state levels for a moratorium on evictions in different communities. So we're watching that closely because a lot of those came to an end about now. Our Fannie, Freddie, and FHA, our agency eviction moratoriums are good until September 30th. Um, So we'll be watching those closely does not appear that they'll be extended, but we'll keep watching. So that's my report for today, Dave, and 
hilarious song that Les put up there that the Fed has just wrapped around their fingers. That's an oldie but a goodie. And Les dialed in. He had some Fed politics he was going to share with us, but I miss seeing him on there. So Les, if you want to come back in before we start the Hot Topics segment, we'd be happy to have you come back. He's listening live. So it'd been good. It would better if I see his note right after Matt's comments because it's always so timely. There are politics going on in the Fed. And I understand what Matt was saying, taking exception to it. But, I mean, there's so much going on. But anyway, so good to have you here, Alice. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah. And also participating in the Hot Topic segment. I know it's you in on some questions for Vishal a little bit later. Let's move over to Alan Pollock. He's here with the Tech Update. Alan, good to have you here, friend. It is great as always to be here. We should also say Alan Pollock with Open Close. We talk about everyone else's employer and what they do. So we should do that. You're an executive in a major way with Open Close, making a difference in the market. Appreciate you being here. Thanks. Absolutely. So I've got some funny stuff today. Let's have a little fun on Monday. So get this, David. Scientists learned how to potty train cows. They call it the mulu, and they say it's no bull. It turns out cows can be potty trained as easily as toddlers. You just Google the Mulu, M-O-O-L-O-O, if you're interested, but it's noble. So let's talk about Alexa and emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, David, there was an announcement that says Amazon is teaching Alexa how to know when you're in a bad mood. Now, believe it or not, Amazon is behind Google as far as the listening devices. I didn't know that until I read this article. But anyways, mm-hmm. it's, it's emotional recognition. It hasn't taken off much in mortgage. We've talked about chatbots. We've talked about emotional intelligence. If you remember back when we had the Danny from Face Me, which yeah. is now unique on the program, and I, I did a pilot program. I spent a year building a digital human. The whole point of the digital human is, look, there's chatbots out there, but it's emotionally connected. The digital human can tell your facial remarks, and if you're understanding what she's saying to you or if you feel sad or happy, well, now they're saying that smart speakers or these smart assistants can now – understand if you're in a good mood or a bad mood based on the sampling of information that you say and talk to them. If you're screaming at it, maybe they can say, hey, easy there. Maybe they can walk you into a quick, good mental refresh. But anyways, Amazon is listening. It's interesting because in our industry, as the new consumers kind of come in, I think we're going to start to see more of this, especially with chatbots, whether it's looking for mortgage status and talking to a chatbot and and are you upset or confused and does it just need to escalate you directly to a person, right? That would be a great example. Or does it need to be something more? We're continuing to look at more ways to engage and provide more transparency to consumers. That's a great one. Moving on, David. This is great. Amazon has the AirPod Pros, okay? Because tomorrow, Tuesday, September 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific, Apple has their giant showcase of all their new products for the year and what's going to be coming on the market before the holiday season. Well, they have the AirPod Pro 3s coming out, which... I don't know about you, but I use the AirPods all day long. A lot of people I know use them. When they run out of battery and I got to go back to something older, I get quite upset because these are just the best. Anyways, they're down to 179 You can pick them up on Amazon. The discount probably stay for a bit, but it's probably due to the AirPod 3s being announced. So check it out. You can get them much cheaper right now. Let's get into some mortgage stuff. So foreclosure activity rises. Lenders started the foreclosure process on 8,348 U.S. properties in August as filings and default notices. The article talks about the fact that we shouldn't expect to see a whole slew. I think that a lot of these will be worked out, but we've talked a number of times about tech, right? A couple different vendors in our industry and a couple different people on the servicing side that have been partnering and doing things in preparation for this. 
So if you have a large asset or a large group of assets that you're working with and you think that you have a lot of this risk, make sure that you're talking to the right tech vendors or if you want to prepare for this kind of risk coming up in the future, check it out. There are folks doing stuff for this. But anyways, 8,348 U.S. properties is a lot. And by the way, they say it's a 49% increase from a year ago, which is a big deal. CoreLogic, David, we love Kevin Mullins, CoreLogic, and a lot of the folks over there. Anyways, they just entered into an agreement with ICE Mortgage Technology, leveraging the Encompass Partner Connect to provide, get this, 10 fundamental CoreLogic solutions to update critical data across right. those 10 different right. solutions. Really big deal. By the way, if you don't know CoreLogic, they have an enterprise integration platform that they just recently in the last 12 months released and they've consolidated the hundreds of products they have into those. So that's the reason for this. So if you're an Encompass user or you use another LOS system and you want CoreLogic, now's a good time to talk to them about it. I wanna talk, David, about an acronym that we had in the past, DWTUT, right? And it's decide where to use technology. And really important, right, build versus buy. We're past the middle of the year. As a lender, you're deciding where have you failed or not failed with your technology implementations and where do you want to be, right? We know the real estate market has definitely changed a little bit. We know people are back at school. We know we're getting into the holiday season. Maybe yep. now is the time to figure out where to use technology. And so the concept of build versus buy, we can talk more about it next week, but I just want to mention a couple things that kind of tease us into your thinking process this week in case I hit a nerve. The first one is whether you build or buy, you need a technology team. Don't forget that. You need to have people that know how to speak to your vendors and your tech people, and that can help basically translate what they're saying into your timeline and your business objectives. Everyone always tells the developer, stop talking tech. You don't understand the business. You never focused on revenue. Well, you need to have those people, those executives or those team leads in the middle that can help you out there. And remember, the same amount of analysis exists, whether you're building it or they're building it. It doesn't matter who does it. You need to own what is going to be analyzed, that business analysis work, and you need to sign off. You need everyone's signature that that is what is going to be built, and that is the time frame that you're going to build it in. So we'll talk more about Build versus Buy next week. Those are two quick tips for you. And, again, we appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. See yeah. you around, and looking forward to the hot topic. The initials again. T-W. Yep. T-U-T. T-U-T, decide where to use technology. That's right. I wrote that down right. I, I thought I missed a letter. So good. Excellent. I always got a little humor in there. Oh, potty training cows. I, I don't know. It's no bull. That's hilarious. All right. So good to have you here with us, Alan. If you want to get a hold of Alan, comment on his jokes, sometimes bad jokes, sometimes pretty good jokes, be sure to email him at alan at tms-advisors.com. Good job for the weekly update. Folks, that wraps up this week's mortgage update on the regular podcast. Hey, listeners, be sure to come here next week. We've got Taylor Stork joining us with Developers Mortgage. You heard him. I introduced him. He gave some comments about Lenders One and his involvement there when we were going to the Lenders One conference. And the conversation Taylor and I had before and then after at the Lenders One conference, I said, Taylor, hey, you've got to come on and share your passion for this. It's going to be a high energy, very dynamic interview next week with Taylor Stork at Developers Mortgage. So be sure to come back next week, folks, as many of you do come back faithfully and listen to all of our podcasts. So grateful for that. Be sure to tell others about the podcast. Also, goes without saying, we're so grateful for our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, SnapDocs, Lenders One, Accelerate, Mobility, MMI, Modex, MBA, KnowledgeCoop, and the Mortgage Collaborative. So grateful for all of our sponsors, and we're grateful to you, our listeners. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. 
You've been listening to Licken on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Licken of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.